Hey, all right. Welcome to this Wednesday's episode of First Cup, the five-minute early morning mini-series of the Amplify Network. See what I did there? I switched, switched that up a little bit from the, uh, the five-minute because I talk too much. Um, the early morning mini-series of the Amplify Network. I'm your host, Brian Sweeney. And if you haven't yet done so, please subscribe, like, and share. Um, I always appreciate you guys when you do that. Um, I appreciate you guys anyway, but um, when I see you um, engaging the content and helping other people with it, it just uh, fills my purpose. So thank you for that. Um, I'm going to shift the uh, shift the focus here for a few shows. I wanted to get into um, and express the value of routine um, in the mornings. So first cup, it started out. I wanted to kind of just give you guys. Um, I think it was. We started it almost uh, 40 or 50 shows ago, um, and the whole thing was meant to just kind of put a good positive thought in your ear first thing, and everything went great. Um, the actionable pieces of it is what makes it difficult for it to have true value. Um, we're all guilty of hearing gold and not acting on it. Um, sometimes, uh, the reason I started putting these into condensed mini-shows was that I was like, oh man, if it's five minutes, people are going to definitely be able to put action to it. Now, but even that, if you're listening to it while you're in your car or you're catching it later in the evening, it's, it wasn't, the timing wasn't there for me to help you uh, take the most action out of it. And part of the, um, the ritual that I do, and I've done one or two shows on this before, and uh, as far as early morning routine and having an established process to your day, um, this enables you to maximize everything that's going to follow. So I'm going to take a few steps back and we're going to get into this routine thing. And I want to kind of help you guys. One, if there are opportunities for improvement anywhere in your life, if it is your relationships, if it is your health and fitness, it is, if it's your business, um, uh, strained relationships with family or friends, if there's anything that can be improved upon, that's where I want to be able to apply this. Now, the the early morning routine doesn't start the day, during the, that day, right? I mean, everyone kind of understands that it's the night before. And maybe even possibly the night before that one, before you can really establish a successful early morning routine. Um, here's, the, here's the deal, guys. And I understand. I was a corporate knucklehead for a long time. Um, I worked in an environment that was high stress. Um, uh, they did everything to me that I see them doing to everyone today. You know, oh yeah, you're kind of successful, but if you want to be really successful, you need to go back to school. You need to get your master's degree. Um, and just right when adults start hitting a stride in their adult life, their corporate job usually draws another pint of blood out of them. Um, just to make sure that you haven't established too good of a routine because, hey, you know, if you want to be successful in corporate size, you got to do things to hurt yourself. <laughs> you give away your time. Uh, you give away more resources. Um, obviously, family relationships get strained, um, and it just all falls apart. So here's, here's how we're going to kind of start, and we're going to do this in small chunks, guys. Um, but if you can, one, acknowledge if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I could, I could use some improvements in a couple areas of my life, Please trust me on this. These little changes are going to make a big deal in your life. Um, so where I was drifting off is that when I say I understand what the busy, hectic lifestyle is like, I understand it's tough to go to bed um, early, especially if you've got kids, right? And part of the problem is now is that 
kids are staying up later than the parents um, because kids aren't, they get their sleep, you know, they do what they have to. Um, they're more resilient than adults. Um, they've got more vitality than adults, so they can take a little bit more of a beating than you can. Um, but as you age, as we get older, um, you have to get tactical about the things that are going to make you successful. Um, just trying to keep up and eventually the wind is going to knock you over. Okay. So the night before, um, we know we've heard eight hours of sleep. Uh, eight is nearly impossible. Um, I've tried, um, even when I go to bed, I go to bed sometimes earlier than a toddler. Uh, it just doesn't work. So six and a half to seven hours is kind of like the window. Now, if you don't really get into, uh, the physiology, the, um, the biology of sleep, um, it's very easy to look at it and just say, Oh, you know, yeah, it recharges me and I get up the next day and I'm great. Here's the deal. I'm when you continue to incur sleep debt, when you rob your body of the full opportunity of healing, and that's what sleep is, your body goes into, um, you know, deep sleep and your body releases specific hormones that are only available during deep sleep to repair the trauma and the damage, uh, to lock in the memories that you made that day to repair the, uh, the neurological side of your body without sleep, the entire system ends up, um, deficient. And here's the trick, because wouldn't it be great to go to sleep and get everything you need in 90 minutes? Um, when in reality, all you get is a piece of every 90 minute sequence. So during the middle of the night, you've got 90 minute cycles that take you from, um, non-REM to REM back into non-REM and it just like an oscilloscope picture that wave going up and down um, by the time you fall asleep you've got a 90 minute rotation and then you're back in light sleep again essentially you're awake and the significance of that is there's no healing going on you're not recovering and you've got to wait until that tiny little five minute window because as adults that window gets smaller and smaller when the hormones are released and the real true repair happens so here's the thing um, I can't find any studies but it, very smart people have said it to me more than once every hour you can go to bed before midnight is worth two hours after midnight so if you're getting to bed at 8 o'clock um, 8 o'clock at night that's the equivalent of 8 hours of recovery versus wait until 11, 12 o'clock to go to bed so the earlier you can go to bed the better now if you're hitting bed, so typically I'm in bed by, on a perfect, perfect day, 8, 10, 8.15 I'm in bed. Um, I get up, in my perfect day, I get up at 3. So 3 to 3.15. Um, that enables me through those REM cycles to get enough to where I can wake up and I actually can feel the difference. I, I, the, the alarm doesn't wake me up 9 out of 10 times, I just wake up. Um, so the first part of my routine, the most uh, essential part of me being able to do the next half a dozen tasks depends on that sleep. Once you're, once you're rested, you have greater mental control over yourself and your body and your day and your schedule um, and how you temper yourself, how you find opportunities, you know, how you get aggressive in business and your relationships. I mean, positively aggressive. Uh, it is all built upon that night of sleep. So... The number one thing uh, for today, um, and, and I'll do a five-day series on this, is to hammer uh, your life into um, compliances to try to get into the sleep model as best you can. Now, there are other things that affect sleep. Um, caffeine is absolutely, some, absolutely something that can metabolize longer than people think. 
Um, for many people, any caffeine after 12 o'clock, they don't know it, but um, 12 p.m. 12 p.m. caffeine intake um, can uh, affect and impair your ability to sleep soundly. Not pass out, you can still pass out, but you don't hit those REM cycles the way you're supposed to. Alcohol wrecks sleep. You never get into those deeper REMs where you get that uh, growth hormone released. Alcohol can prohibit that. So even though you're in bed and you're passed out, you never hit the depth of those cycles. Um, picture a rock skipping off water. You never get under the, the water line. And that water line is where you need to be to recover. So there you are skipping all night on those um, sleep rotations, but you're not really getting anything out of it. Um, the body might get a little bit of healing, but not the mind. Um, other nighttime activities, white light that's cast from computers and phones and televisions. They tell your body it's daytime and they do not enable the release of melatonin. So the more white blue light, if you, the technical term for uh, technology pieces, blue light tricks the brain and says it's time to get up, not the time to go to bed. And that's why a lot of people, they malinger and they, they kind of delay the ability to fall asleep or the desire to fall asleep. They've got too much tech. Electromagnetic interference. There are things in the bedroom that they've shown that can uh, affect because what the brain is is neurological, right? It's brain waves. And if you've got by your bedside tons of electro, um, electronics, tons of technology, if you take technology to bed, the EMF that's emitted by those things, they can, they've been shown to interfere with your neurological processes while you sleep. So you got to sterilize the room. Get everything out of there. You can read, um, but keep all the tech out. Um, Battery-operated clocks versus plugged in. Keep everything out of the sockets because the house essentially is one big magnetic wire. Um, so those two can affect you. But establish the routine. And if you can put two or three days under your belt, I promise you, um, you, would, you would say hands down, it's the best night's sleep I've ever had. Um, but it takes strategic, intentional um, action. And it's something that you don't have to wait till the weekend. And now when I was talking about sleep debt, I'll get into that tomorrow, more tomorrow. But the idea is people think they can make up their sleep on the weekends. It's not, it's not possible. You, when you continue to um, rob your body of recovery and healing opportunities, your body just stops healing. Imagine calluses being formed over all those neurological pathways, over um, your body, all the, after all the, all the cells that need help to repair and recover, they just die off or they stop recovering. You cannot make up sleep on the weekends. And studies have shown that after three to five years of doing just that, four to five hours of sleep a night, um, you lose mental capacity for good. I know I've talked about that in other shows. So today, uh, helping you guys establish routine, and then we'll get back a little bit into um, some of the positive movements that you can do to kind of help establish a better uh, day for yourself. But right now, let's get back into routine. Uh, it's worth revisiting. It's worth repeating. So if you guys are down with this, um, shoot me a message. Um, reply, put a, po uh, put a comment on the, the show here. Um, if you feel that you're, you would benefit from this, um, I want to hear about it. Uh, there's, there's so much we can do, guys. And uh, you just have to commit. I'm going to do it. I'm going to bed tonight at 830. The end. Nothing's going to stop me. And if your kids are still up, make them go to bed too. They could always be. <laughs> I know it's not going to happen, but they would benefit as well. Have an amazing, fantastic day, guys. Um, thank you for jumping on. These are going to creep up a little bit as far as length. Um, 
But hey, if you're going to get the content and it's actionable, I would rather put more time into you. So I'll catch you on the next show. Have a fantastic day. And uh, you are worth taking the extra time and making yourself a rock star. Okay? Later, guys. Thank you.